You want to know, like, how much does it cost to live your life? Like right now, your desired life, how much does it cost? That means the money that you're bringing from your business is enough to support that lifestyle. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Christina is a real estate mogul, millionaire coach, best-selling author, and creator of several multi-million dollar businesses. Christina now teaches high-income entrepreneurs how to convert business income into personal net worth and passive income. She's the host of the Wealthy Wealthy podcast, author of Falling for Money, and owner of Wealthy Wealthy and Sovereignty Academy. In this superstar episode, Christina will explain how you can build your wealth the fastest way. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Hello. Today, I am Dan Roshan, joined with Christina Wise. And Christina and I are going to be talking about how you could be a real estate mogul, just like Christina, who is a millionaire coach, a best-selling author, and has created several multi-million dollar businesses. And uh, so today she teaches high-income entrepreneurs how to convert business income from uh, into, a high, um, into high personal wealth. So welcome, Christina. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for the invitation to be here. It is my pleasure. So, Falling for Money, so that's your book, correct? Falling for Money is my my book, and the idea behind the book was exactly that, was to, to, through the book, is to invite people to fall in love with their money and the journey of money and the life of money, as opposed to being afraid of it, uh, abdicating it, avoiding it, ignoring it, you know, all these other things. And so if we could have a really healthy love relationship with our money that sometimes people cringe when they hear love and money in the same sentence, but there can be unhealthy love and there can be healthy love and romantic relationships. There can be unhealthy love and healthy love. So we have a healthy love relationship with our money, meaning we're grateful for what we do have as opposed to always looking at what we don't have. When, when we spend time with it, when we understand it, when we move with it, when we understand that it really underwrites the cost of living a good life and what is a good life and how much does a good life cost and what are my dreams and and how does my relationship and my flow and my my um, my behavior with my money how does it either sabotage you know my my financial goals and dreams and lifestyle dreams or how am i in alignment with it so that was the goal with the book was to help is to invite people to start discovering what a healthy relationship with money looks like what it feels like, one, like feeling, then two, what it looks like when it's just, you know, numbers, like when the numbers tell the truth. So, Christina, so tell us a little bit about your journey. So I assume that you have a healthy relationship with money or a love relationship with money. Is that a good assumption? 
Well, today I do, but definitely that's not always been the case. And so, you know, what I teach money, the way I teach money now is I teach people what I've done, uh, which is the the things I've done really well and the things I've, you know, the catastrophic, catastrophic mistakes I've made at the same time, just through my own naivete and ignorance and fear and, you know, um, lack of maybe self-worth and different things that I had at the time. But yeah, and I can just say is that when you have this healthy relationship with money and you're in a dance with it and you, um, you know, you work with it, but you're not attached to it, you're not chasing it all the time. It's just a normal part of a healthy lifestyle. It just changes everything. Then you're just not worried about the money. And that's the biggest thing. Like if we can live life without worrying about the money all the time, life is different because that stress is gone. And what I've learned and what I believe to be true, the only way to get rid of that nagging, you know, fear or anxiety or conflict or just, you know, just being unsettled about this money thing is we really need to learn it. We need to understand it. And again, we have to get in relationship to it. When do you recall that you transform your relationship and learn from the catastrophic incidents to having a better relationship with money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've, I've had a few, what I call just kind of those pivot moments that came out of just a, where I just coming out of these, these situations of what I call just existential despair of just, you know, hardcore hit bottom, like WTF, how did I wind up here type places? And, you know, I've had, I've had more than I like to publicly admit but, you know, the first the first was just I, I started, you know, I started without anything. I mean, a lot of people do. So when you, you know, from that kind of overused rags to riches story, I really am the rags to riches story. And 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 so starting off in the in the rags, I had a lot of money issues growing up because we didn't have any. And there was a lot of shame attached not to have any. There was a lot of. Uh, like being made fun of, being on the side of the tracks, you know, so I had my parents, they fought all the time about money. So money was a very scary thing from my upbringing and scary because the conflict from just within, you know, the four walls, but then also on the outside of the four walls, how I didn't fit in because, you know, we were, we were from that side of the tracks. So that, but what that did, I'd say in the good side is that it sent me on a desire to want to make money from a young age. And so I've always made money, making money is easy for me, always has been, but I've really just, I've had a love of it, but not even a love of it. I had to have it. I mean, that was the unhealthy side of that was because I wanted to fit in. And so money became this external thing that I felt good about myself only if I had money, because I didn't feel about myself good about myself when we didn't have money. So, but that, that started that, but then from, a, you know, right out of college, after putting myself through college, I got into this thing called real estate. And the great thing about real estate, you know, I was in my late twenties and all of a sudden I just jump in and because I was a hard worker and because I love making money and because, because, because I actually just kind of jetted straight to the top of my industry and in my town. So the great thing about that is I was making more money than I even thought was possible. You know, I just, you know, from where I grew up with, this was, this was silly money, but what I, what it, it appeared to be working because I was making all this money. And then what I do, I bought the lifestyle that money can afford and, and just got in more debt and bought bigger houses and bought more boats and bought vacations and bought, you know, the labels and, you know, you name it, because now I got to show people I had money. It's almost like, you know, I had this chip on my shoulder from a kid. It's like, hey, if you could only see me now type thing. Mm 
And it all appeared to be working until one day it didn't work anymore. And I found myself, you know, in this life situation where now I'm a single mom, you know, after, you know, all of a sudden I'm divorced. The divorce took over my life because what we do, we fought, you know, two years over all the stupid stuff that, you know, now just seems silly that I even cared about it then. And I was a hundred percent commission job and I'd been focusing on my divorce and trying to do all that nonsense that after it was final, I realized I was broke and I hadn't, I didn't have any commissions coming in. And now I'm a single mom. How are you supposed to be a single mom and be a full-time real estate agent? And, you know, and, but the only thing is what here I was, you know, I moved from the big house in the suburbs and that lifestyle that now we live on the one side of a dinky crappy duplex again in the wrong side of town. I couldn't pay the light bills. I didn't have any money. I had all this debt for, from tax liens to credit card debt and stuff that I'd taken on because I was a primary, primary wage earner. And I just didn't even know how I was going to get myself out of it. And the only thing that got my kids and I, that kept us like in a home with a roof overhead is that people at work had pitched in. They brought in furniture and towels and paid the utility bills for six months and filled the fridge and did these amazing you know things that we wouldn't i don't know what we would have done if it wouldn't wasn't for the help from peers at work and i didn't ask for it they just kind of you know just they figured out what was going on even though i i thought i was pretty private about it but the point is that one it was so amazing i mean what a gift from what a gift that you know i had this help at the same time here I am now feeling so ashamed again, like I did as a kid that I couldn't feed my children and I had to take charity to be able to get by. So that was, that just really became a pivotal moment because I was scratching my head wondering like, how the hell am I in this situation when I made all that freaking money? Like, how is that possible? And so I just, once I get a, got over my pity party, I just made it my personal goal that if there, I had the will, if there was a way, and I was going to learn this money thing, because I could not understand how I made all that money and was, was in all this debt and couldn't pay my light bill. So that would became kind of this first, and that's what I did. I That became that moment where I made studying money and wealth creation kind of my personal mission. But it was how out long of ago that, was it? How long ago was that, Christina? That was, that was 15 years ago. 15? Yeah. No, maybe more than that, like, like closer to 18 years ago. Okay. But that, that so I'll complete here by saying this is that the big awareness there, like the big lesson and something that I teach today that came out of that moment is we're so hell bent on building our businesses and making all this money without understanding that making money is only one small piece of the puzzle. If we're over leveraging or overspending our lifestyle, despite how much, I mean, I made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars per year and I was dead broke. So that was the thing is it doesn't matter how much money we make. It really matters what we do with our money after we make it. And that when we're oblivious and we start living according to its Parkinson's law that says expenses will always rise to match income, then we just get in this entrepreneurial trap where we're just always chasing the money in order to pay next month's bills. And that can last forever. So that was it. Like, it's really understanding that that just focusing on income isn't going to solve our money problems. You already know 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution. 
the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks. Does your income today still come from real estate or tell us how, where, tell us about your professional life today. Well, that's, that's great. So uh, during that journey, even when you'd referenced, I've done many multi-million dollar businesses. And so I've always been a business person and entrepreneur. I love business. I teach business. I still have my business. My business is wealthy, wealthy, and I have the wealthy, wealthy podcast and I have sovereignty Academy, which is my money school. So I'm just, I've had exits. I've had really, I've had one really good exit with one business and I've had some small exits on kind of some other, some other places. So when it comes to the business game, I've been really good. And to answer your question, I'm still a business person, but that's been my public identity my entire life. People, you know, like my notorieties come from my businesses, my business success, my entrepreneurial success, like all that. Privately, though, what nobody saw was I was an investor because privately I was building my net worth. My businesses were just kind of my income and, you know, my identity, if you will. So my, to answer your question, my money still comes today from my businesses. I have several different businesses and, but more money now actually comes from my assets. And so, you know, when people say real estate mogul or that type of thing, I, I have, a, I have a nice net worth, let's put it that way in real estate. So I've been a real estate investor my entire life. And, you know, over time it's, you know, it's grown to, to really fund my lifestyle. At the end of the day, when we're looking at, you know, whatever word we give it, financial freedom, financial independence, I call it financial sovereignty. The goal, what we're looking at when we want to play to win, when we want to play to win the money game, what we're doing is, yeah, we're building businesses, we're generating income. Hopefully we enjoy the work that we do, you know, in order to do that. But where all of our money focus isn't just on growing the business, it's equally on growing our net worth. And so that's that's the piece is that, you know, I've been able to at this stage in my career, my life is that my my assets, you know, from my real estate and other assets, my portfolio fully covers the cost of my lifestyle. So choosing I get to like working now is a choice. And so life really changes when every day you're choosing to get up and do what you do. Even as entrepreneurs, we love what we do, but we still, if we have to, sometimes we get caught in that grind. And the only way to achieve or to create our own financial freedom is that we need to be very attentive and have this good relationship with our money and spend time with it so that we understand how it works and, and we start you know building this and know that while we're in the money game, the working income game, building our businesses or how we earn income, we're also in the asset growth game too. And it starts small when we're beginners, but then when you do this as, you know, just a lifestyle practice over time, it just, you know, grows and grows and grows. And that is, you know, that's compound interest. That's what we mean by compounding is, is when you use your youth or your younger years and you start investing, that money compounds and grows to a point where your your money start outperforms you, you know, at least two to one from your hardest work that you can put in. And that's what we want to do. We want to build it so our assets start doing the hard work so we don't have to. When did you realize that you that your assets assets were capable to be able to pay your bills? 
was there a, was there an actual aha where you're like oh my goodness like i don't need to work did you have that moment well yeah i mean that it, it's intentional in the sense that i call that your 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 good life number your good enough number and that you know when we when we get in the money game and we play it you know we play it intentionally just versus accidentally that's something I teach is you want to know, like, how much does it cost to live your life? Like right now, your desired life, how much does it cost? And now you're if you're you know, not going into debt every single month or year, what that means is that your work, what you're either from your business or however you, however you get paid. That means the money that you're bringing from your business is enough to support that lifestyle. So let's say, you know, just to keep the math easy, let's say it's one hundred thousand dollars to live your lifestyle. So that means your business is netting a hundred thousand, which means it must be, you know, revenueing at least probably $500,000, but you know, just again, just to keep the math easy. So, which would be a 20% profit margin, which would be a nice profit margin. So you're making 500, you're keeping a hundred, you're putting that into your household account. Now your lifestyle, let's say that's after taxes, that's a hundred thousand dollars. So now if you keep doing that for 20 years and you spend every dollar of that $100,000, 20 years later, you'll still have to go to work every single day, assuming your lifestyle never goes up. And you know, again, just to keep the math easy, so it's conceptually. That means at the end of 20 years, when you thought, man, I just thought I, would, I wouldn't be having to work this hard still. And I thought life and money would feel a little bit differently. It's just because for 20 years, you made 100 and you spent 100. That was it. You see, you have no other out. Now, what we want to do over that is we don't want to spend all hundred. We want to we want to shave. I call it shave to save. We want to shave a portion over that, and over that twenty years, we want to start building our net worth, our asset. And if you know that, okay, hundred thousand dollars, I can live off a hundred thousand dollars. This is a great lifestyle for me. And you can do any multiple of this to keep your, you know, just again for the math reasons. Multiply that by twenty. So that means. In 20 years, if you wanted to like have your financial freedom in 20 years, you know, whether you, I don't like the word retired, like I could, but I, I still want to create and work and, you know, retirement's not even in my vocabulary. But the idea is that, okay, 20 years, I would, I have a $2 million network gap. And what that means is I need $2 million of cash flowing assets where those assets that's on my balance sheet will create the $100,000 so that I don't have to work anymore. So the one that spent $100,000 every year for 20 years, they have to, can, they're going to have to do that for the next 20. The one that created the $2 million over 20 years by investing and having that, now in 20 years, they can choose whether they want to continue working or not. So John needs to keep going. You know, Sally, she gets to choose. So that's what it is, but it's some, it's just some really good easy calculations. It's just you know multiply whatever your good life number is by twenty, and then that's the goal. And now we reverse engineer and work back from that, and then how much money do we need to invest over that twenty years or that horizon of time to make sure that we're going to hit those numbers? But what that means is you need to know kind of what your time frame is. You need to know how much money it costs to live your life, and you know back into these numbers. And so to answer your question is I, I've been in this journey for a while knowing that I had my numbers and I, you know, year over year, I was working towards building that asset value so that when it hit a certain place and throw off enough cash flow, you know, I didn't pinpoint it to the exact day and time, but you know, you know, the economy's coming, economy's going different things. But I had the differences is I had no, I had no doubt that I was going to, I was going to hit the number. I didn't know exactly when. And that's why we want to do this work because that's what takes the financial anxiety out because we know our numbers. We know we're on the trajectory to hit those. 
and nothing's a guessing game. Everything is 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 intentional and it's very simple math. But if we've not put money into a con if we've not put numbers into a compounding calculator, if we really haven't spent the time to know how much it costs to live a good life today and in the future, if we don't have kind of a time frame in mind where we want to be out of the churn and you know this have to get up and you know um, groundhog day type of thing. The only way to do that, unless we're going to get a trust fund or get a nice inheritance, is we're going to have to create this for ourselves. Do you have a typical day today? Is 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 each day different, or do you have habits that create your days to look the same? I mean, I certainly have my rituals and my habits, but where you know, my second kind of pivotal moment was uh, about half a dozen years back. I got really sick, and part of the part of that is that. It was a number of things, but I worked all the time. I was in such the chase of the money game and the wealth game. So, I mean, I was good with money and I was good with business, but my whole life was money and business. And it just, it really just wore me out. My body broke. Um, my lifestyle was unsustainable and just the whole way of living was unsustainable. I mean, my whole life was, was work and money. And I didn't really know it at the time, but it wasn't until I got sick. And what happened when I got sick is that I, you know, I spent all my health to build my wealth. And now I had to spend all my wealth to get my health back. And I did. I mean, I, I had to start over financially because I wouldn't be here today. Now, the thing was, is that if I, had, I hadn't been a good steward of money and wealth creation, I wouldn't be here today because it was it was hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash to save my life and selling assets. And my business started deteriorating because I wasn't in it every day because I was on my deathbed. And I mean, my whole financial life and business life completely collapsed. And that's part of what wealthy wealthy is, is that is to remember that to get out of the chase of the money and just get into the, you know, money is part of life, but it's to also know that money is for the sake of underwriting the cost of living a wealthy life, like a life that's well, a life that's balanced, a life that is joyful and has a lot of meaning. And usually when we get out of the external validation game and have to keep up with the Joneses, life can be much more affordable because we don't have to buy all the labels, right? And all the emblems and, and things that tend to get us into trouble causes us to overspend. But the point is that, you know, coming out of that, I just realized that, that, oh my gosh, that my body's my number one asset. And so I'd say a good portion of the money today that I spend is just, is on me. And to get out of the rat race, to get out of that game, to get out of like feeling, I just, every day was this race to try to get more and be more and have more and do more and more and more and more, just get on the more game. So again, to answer your question, <laughs> You know, that's what my life looked like then before I kind of had this, like I said, that second part, that second um, uh, introduction to existential despair in that case and coming out of that kind of dark period. But it's to understand now what my day looks like. My life is all about freedom that I thought even as a business owner, when I had 50 employees and I had all this, you know, crazy business, huge public identity, you know, uber successful and was known for all that that I didn't really have any freedom or life because I couldn't ever turn it off either, even if I wanted to. So now my life is designed very differently that, you know, I start my work day around 10. I end it usually around three. I take half a day off Fridays. I travel a lot. And again, granted, I get a lot done, you know, and create and do business within these short periods of time. But now my whole life is around design of a life that works for me, not just chasing the dollar and the, you know, what I call the continuous pursuit of more. Recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, The 10-Step Guide to CPI, consistent 
and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. It took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution, and you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com, and I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the post. If you were to go back in time and say you were talking to the the young lady Christina that, that mm -hmm. and your young lady today uh let's say the the young lady last year when you were 20 and going back that far uh what would you say to her you know in regards to advice for the future yeah you know I, I see this a lot I think when even with my work that I do today and seeing I, I just I work with entrepreneurs and you know younger entrepreneurs usually not always and but what I see in them is what I found in myself. It's just this constant need to drive or churn and just like, and just do everything today and as fast as you can and just push and push and push and thinking when I get there, I'll slow down or when I get there, I'll do things differently. Like there's, there's some there out there. So what I would have said to myself, which I find saying to, you know, a lot of my, you know, um, students and clients today is just slow down. There's no freaking race. You're not going to get anywhere faster. And, you know, depending on what age you are, but we all have time. If you can just have time, give space, slow it down, enjoy life more, you're going to be successful. Once you know your numbers, you're going to work towards that. It's just, it's just the lack of knowing that keeps you kind of in that trap. So that would be my biggest advice would just been like, Christina, just slow down. Like, um, just give yourself some space and, and, you know, really understand what's most important and meaningful to you. And then, you know, enjoy the growing the business. I, I can't say I enjoyed it. It's just something I was just so bound and determined to do is to hit these big numbers in my business. But I can't say that, you know, it's like, like I am today, like today I'm living my life's work. Like this is the best thing ever radically different than before is all just about more success. What would you say, Christina? What do you say really makes you tick? Uh, what I mean, one, what makes me tick is um, is feeling love. Is as silly as that may sound. It's just like every day being able to connect, you know, through meditation, just through relationships, just this. And again, I just I compare like my current self with my old self that I'm referring to. I never had space to love. I mean, I loved, I loved my kids. I loved my husband at the time. I loved my, you know, I love, but I was so fast paced all the time. That it's not like I just could, would be fully present and just like, oh my God, this feels amazing. Or taking a bite of food and just like, taste that food. It's extraordinary. I mean, I just like chuck down food as fast as I can because I had the next meeting to get to. Like there's no slowing down enough to just be present and enjoy the juice of life. 
So today, what makes me tick is just having these moments and and pinching myself like, holy cow, like this is life, you know? So that's that's one thing and just being healthy and so grateful for my health since I almost lost it and spending time there. So relationships and health. But the third piece, you, you know, I love my work and I'm just very lucky that, you know, every day I get to do things like this and hopefully just give one little nugget that can inspire somebody or or maybe, you know, get them excited to get to understand and learn about money and how it's connected to living well. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty easily um, I wouldn't say entertained, but just pretty easily satisfied, you know, and that's another thing. It's important. I think life principle is that we're so dissatisfied all the time and just things not being good enough. We're not good enough. You know, the money's not good enough. What we have is not good enough, just not good enough. And so that's why I really organize things towards good enough. Like, you know, just being satisfied, spend more time just in satisfaction versus, you know, you know, focusing on what we do have and how life really is good as opposed to focused on what we don't have, you know, and what could be better. What big challenge are you facing today? Ooh, what big challenge am I facing today? Um, I'd say, I mean, business-wise, with my newest business, the the I'd say my only real challenge is, which is I love about business, is business is always the next set of challenges. So for me, the the challenge I'm taking on business-wise is this next level of growth for for my business, and you know, so I'm making you know creating those strategies and making those decisions. But outside of life, outside of that, you know, life is life's just really good. So life's really good. And so your biggest challenge is in business. What was that big challenge in business that you're facing? I would say just hitting the next level of growth that I want to hit in my okay. business right now. So that, that's, I'd say when I say challenge, that's the challenge that I'm taking on right now. And mm -hmm. I challenge in a bad way, but challenge in a good way. Like I'm being challenged and, and I have something. In fact, I send out this uh, monthly newsletter and in it, you know, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm up to, and these are things I'm learning, or these are people, you know, to point you to. But I always create something that's called the unchallenging challenge. And so the unchallenging challenge means these little, like, personal growth, or these little growth things that I challenge myself on. Because I always like to be challenged to keep myself out of the status quo from getting out of, you know, feeling comfortable. So where can I you know, these little things. And so, you know, I just have silly and challenging challenges. Like one unchallenging challenge was I realized like, I just wasn't drinking enough water, you know? Mm. So, you know, creating this, it's not a huge challenge just to drink more water. So I said, and there are these 30 day little challenges. One day, one month was to do 10 pushups a day. You know, I could do 10 pushups a day, just, just to, just to always challenge and get out of the rope because we're so programmed and conditioned and we just get in, you know, where we're sleepwalking. And day in and day out. And again, I just see that so many of us, like my previous self, we're just missing our life waiting for someday when things are supposed to be somehow different that we can enjoy life then. So yeah, these little challenges, it's just the way to just, again, stay present, stay, keep myself out of just, you know, walking around to sleep. So staying present and staying in, a, in the moment is what I hear you saying, Christina, so that it's not about what is... Yes, plan for tomorrow, yet be in today. Yeah, and that's the balance. Like that's that's the tightrope that we're walking really when it comes to the money piece of life, but life in general. But, you know, me, when I'm investing in my health today, 
which I'm very serious about, again, since I was almost, almost lost mine, like I invest a lot in my health, like my, my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health is my chief, you know, it's my biggest financial investment, really. But I'm doing that. Why? Because I want to feel really good today as we're having this conversation. I have the energy. If I go out with friends, we can laugh and have fun. So it's I'm investing in my health today to enjoy my life today. And I'm investing in my health today so that 10 years, 20 years from now, hopefully I'll be very healthy at whatever age that I am. So I'm also investing in my future self-health by taking care of my health today. So money's the same way. It's this balancing act of we do it for life today because if we're just putting it, if we're just hoarding or putting it off and that type of thing, we're, you know, we're missing life in the presence. Like I missed my life before. That was when I was on my deathbed, my number one, I was just so filled with remorse and regret. I don't know if anybody's felt like deep, deep remorse and regret, but it's a horrible feeling. I mean, it compares like, like when I lost my dad, the grief was so overwhelming. Like if I didn't, I didn't know what grief was till I lost my father. And now I can relate and empathize with others that have experienced grief. Like, oh my God, like it's right. It's just so the feel is such a feel bad and remorse and regret the level that I had. It was very similar to that just type of pain and just like, oh my God, I'm dying. I haven't even lived yet. I just missed my life in the chase waiting for tomorrow. And so, you know, I vowed if I got a second chance, I wasn't going to do that anymore. But that's the point is that, you know, we want to make sure when it comes to money, yeah, live today. We don't know if we're going to have tomorrow. But also, if we do live tomorrow, we need to take care of our future self financially as well. And our future self's not going to want to work this hard. Our future self is going to want more space and time. Our future self is going to want these things. We don't know it when we're 20 years younger, but your 20 year older self is going to want more time and not to work so hard. So we want to, so we, that's a balancing act when it comes to our money. That's why we're taking care of our future self and we're taking care of our present self. Christina, you are just so wonderful. Thank you so much. How can somebody get in touch with you and learn more? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, the best way, like I have so many yummy downloads and just, I love sharing this stuff and I've got a free copy of my book. I have, um, um, some just fun exercises to test your relationship with money and just go to fallingformoney.com. So that's a great place just to, you know, get some freebies and be introduced to me and my work a little bit. If there's anything I said that was interesting. And then I have the wealthy, wealthy podcast. And so a lot of people find me there and just Google my name. I'm pretty easy to find, but anyway, I just love sharing and helping and, and whatever I can do to, um, to support where anybody is in their money journey. That's what I'm here for. Thank you again, Christina. God bless you and appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for a membership on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. Hey, I just had the best 45 minutes interviewing Dan Roshan. He's from Virginia, right outside the D.C. area. He's been in a stable market for a long time. Within 18 months, he'd created so much success where he was actually able to buy the brokerage as a real estate agent. 
Dan is a leader of vision, focus, and passion. His enthusiasm is truly infectious. He just came out with a book for real estate agents to kind of help people pivot. We went through and talked about how to succeed in adversity, some of his big traits out there. If you're still listening, it is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart, and professional. Mostly, you understand that you're in charge to design your life. If you do not want to wait until next show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There, you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters just like you, so they can also benefit and please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington DC area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, sell a home or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington DC, Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington DC area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year, that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.